0: How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today is Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. One day away from the start of football, so y'all know I'm still cranking out these NFL season previews. Um, Luckily, I went ahead and got that that AFC South one out in the AFC West early for y'all because those are the only ones that really pertain to tomorrow night's football game. But I'm joined once again by Kyle Thacker, and y'all know what that means it's time for. Kyle, say what's up to everybody. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Hey, we're glad to have you back on here, Kyle. And, I mean, y'all know Kyle's a big Cowboys fan, so who else would I ask to do the uh, NFC East with me than Kyle? So let's go ahead and get down to it, Kyle. And, you know, why not go ahead and start off with the Cowboys? Let's talk about them a little bit. I mean, what do you think about Dallas heading into this season?
1: Man, I don't know if – and I feel like this is kind of uniform across the league. I don't – I feel like we could go 12-4, and four, but I also feel – like we could go six and 10. So it's like one of those things where things need to play out right, an identity needs to form, um, and honestly, you just need to execute week by week. Um, the talent is there for the Cowboys. I mean, we loaded up, yeah, we just lost Gerald McCoy for the year, which hurts, but um, getting Everson Griffin is big. Uh, Randy Gregory just got declared reinstated to the NFL, so that's big. Alden Smith is gonna be you know, we don't really know what we're gonna see from him, but his ceiling is as high as anyone's. Um, obviously adding CD uh CD Lamb is huge and exciting. Uh but it also it also presents a lot that could go wrong. There's a lot new, you know, whole new coaching staff except for you know, Kellen Moore is stay, staying on as offensive coordinator. It, there's just a lot of questions. Of course, me being optimistic, I want to say we're going to have a good year. But I'm a Cowboys fan. I, I wasn't born yesterday. I know how, you know, a hopeful season can quickly turn into an 8-8 eight and eight year. So I'm, uh, I'm feeling be- definitely better than I felt last year um, because I felt like last year we were – we didn't have enough offensive talent, and our defense was um, kind of going to have to carry the load for us, and now that I think that our defense has kind of reinvented itself, our mm. offense has, re- has kind of beefed up. So we'll see, um, but I, I have posi- I have positive uh, viewpoint on the season for sure.
0: Yeah, you know, um, y'all definitely have a hard schedule. You're drawing the uh, AFC North, which is going to be a tough division, but... At the same time, you know, I think like he said, I think that y'all did a lot to get those skill positions up on offense. You know, three receivers deep between Cooper, um, CeeDee Lamb, and um, Gallup. Yeah, Gallup. I don't know. I was drawing a blank on his name. I will say this, by the way, for my fantasy advice for this team, the only offensive players I would take are Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. I feel like there's definitely some offensive line questions, but at the same time, I mean, we don't really know who out of those receivers is going to step up. I feel like y'all just have such good receivers that – it's you know it's going to be pick your receiver each game who's going to go off. I mean anybody's going to be liable to have a big game. I think I mean I think all three of them are extremely highly talented. I just think it's going to be tough to predict who Dak's going to pick out to have the big game. Y'all's win totals currently set at ten wins. Look, I'm going to take the under and y'all's win total, but I'm going to say this: I think Dallas has a great chance still to make the playoffs and win this division. We'll talk about my reasons why I'm not very sold on any team in this division. I think this is probably one of the most up for grabs divisions in the entire NFL. I feel like there's no one who's really done everything to set themselves up on the top. I mean, y'all cut Clinton Dix. Um, you don't have Jeff Heath anymore. Malik Collins is out. By the way, so what's, y'all, what's y'all's all What's plan at, at uh, safety now that y'all kind of cut cut Clinton Dix? Do y'all have like a rookie or somebody you think's going to step in? Xavier
1: Woods is definitely going to be the primary guy there. Okay. Um, but we did, we drafted some DBs. Uh, we drafted Trayvon Diggs, who's probably going to play. Oh, yeah. He's probably going to play corner, but they've been putting him at nickel. And we also brought in Darian Thompson back, who was, uh, I think he was a third-round draft pick maybe a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's been looking great in camp, so I think it may be those two guys. Yeah, the safety position is definitely not our high point, but we've done a lot to that D-line to kind of make up for that defensive Mm -hmm. backfield. and. Our corners are good, you know. If we can get some production out of Trayvon Diggs, then, I mean, Cheeto's going to hold it down on the other side. He's a solid corner. We're going to be missing Byron Jones, obviously, one of the best corners in the league. But, I mean, we were, as it stood last year, we were already a terrible pass defense. So, you know, we had to shake it up, try a different approach. Rod Marinelli's system wasn't working anymore, so... We've got great D linemen, great backers, so hopefully they can make up for the defensive backfield. And to be honest, this is kind of, in my opinion, this is a division that you want to be in if you don't have a great defensive backfield. There, It's not necessarily, I mean, yes, the Eagles will throw the ball down the field, but I'm not afraid of Carson Wentz. I mean, he can beat you, but he's not going to just tear you to shreds like a guy like Aaron Rodgers has killed the Cowboys. Yeah,
0: and they already have have cluster injuries in their wide receiver core. Yeah, so so, I mean,
1: I think the Eagles are in a similar spot as the Cowboys, which is hard to pick. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, I hate the Eagles, so I want (laughs) to say that the Cowboys are going to win. But, you know, a lot of new faces for both those teams. Um, So we'll definitely see what happens there.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, going back to Dallas, pretty much, you know, like you said, and like I've always said in the NFL and in football in general, it comes down to getting to the quarterback. Dallas gets to the quarterback that can make up for all the sins you have in your secondary or a lot of them. I mean, Dallas has got these pass rushers. I mean, I think between Alden Smith, Randy Gregory, and all them, somebody's going to, yeah, Demarcus Lawrence, somebody's going to be able to come up with some sacks. Dallas has that D line locked down. I think that's going to end up being the strength of the team this year. Um, would you, are you going over under the win total of 10?
1: I think ten is a good estimation. I think a ten and six season's pretty realistic. I don't think that's you know being too biased there. I think mm-hmm. you know in a crappy division, in my opinion, I think it's a crappy division. I agree. Uh, you should easily be able to get four or five wins out of six. So mm-hmm. you know, I think ten and six is probably a good estimation. But just for the sake of argument, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna say we're gonna go eleven and five. Let's go, Cowboys.
0: Hey, we'll see what happens there. Next, we'll move to your arch rivals that you absolutely hate, the Philadelphia Eagles here. So the Eagles did try to go out and solve a little bit of their problem in the secondary by adding um, Darius Slay from the Lions. I think that's a great pickup for them. Um, But the Eagles, you know, they had to release Malcolm Jenkins, uh, Fletcher Cox. You know, he's kind of getting up there a little bit in the age. I mean, this, this secondary has always been a problem for the Eagles. I mean, they also, I mean, I'm sure right now with these cluster injuries they're having at wide receiver, they've already had Jalen Rager, their rookie, and, um, and Alshon Jeffrey are both already injured. I mean, I'm sure they're kind of sitting here looking at why the hell did we draft Jalen Hurts as our second round pick yeah. when we're already having all these wide receiver injuries. Um, Look, I personally think the Eagles, I mean, they've done this year in and year out with this injured team. We know what they're going to be. We know where they're going to be at in this upcoming season. Um, I feel like you're probably all, always guaranteed the same thing with the Eagles. Their win totals at 9.5. I mean, I want to go over the win total of 9.5 for the Eagles, but at the same time, I'm going to lean to the under as well. I think their schedule is hard, and, I mean, they're a good coach team with Doug Peterson and everything, but at the same time, you know, I just really don't see – The Eagles, like, having that... I feel like this is one of their worst rosters they had in a while. I mean, they already have an injury at left tackle. Jason Peters isn't there to play every down, you know? I just feel like that the Eagles have kind of, like, held this team together barely for Mm -hmm. so long, and I feel like it's very close to falling apart on them.
1: I was going to say, you know, the Eagles, they've depended on a lot of the same guys ever Mm -hmm. since their Super Bowl run and before that, Um, and... You know, year in, year out, when you're depending on the same faces, you see in the NFL that you tend to decline. In the NFL, if you're not improving, you're getting worse, and that's just the way it is. And I, you know, trying to be as unbiased as possible right here, I just have a lot of questions about the Eagles draft. Um, you know, going Jalen Rager, which, I mean, it could have, it could still be a great pick. Um you know he's a speedy guy if you match him up in the right offense he may be extremely effective but as we see he's going to miss the first at least what month of the season I think yeah. and so I mean it just brings up a question then you go to Jalen Hurts and it's like okay so your first two rounds you didn't you as of the first month of the season you didn't improve your team at all really So Darius Slay was a huge pickup for them because their corners have been terrible. And going Mm -hmm. against the Cowboys, they're going to need some guys to pair up against our receivers. So I do like that move. However, it just seems like this team doesn't really have an identity. Um, You know, it seems like they're trying to uh, pivot toward more of a running offense with Miles Sanders, you know, pound the rock, play action, RPO kind of deal. Which I understand that, but it just it just doesn't seem like it's all there. You know, they don't necessarily have the downhill running ability that the Cowboys offensive line can do, you know. Mm-hmm. So and especially like you said without Jason Peters, it's just there's just a lot of questions. I mean, just like the Cowboys, you know,
0: mm-hmm. there's a lot of
1: questions. But I just don't see an identity with this team, so I'm also gonna go under. I think they're an eight and eight team this season.
0: Yeah, see, I think it's going to be come down to like the 8. I think the winners division will be 8 and 8, 9 and 7, and I mean, I think both these two teams it's going to be a battle till the end. The good thing for them is though they also arguably have two of the worst teams in the NFL, so out of the top 5 lowest win season win totals the Giants and the Washington football team. That's right, we're PC on this podcast. The mm-hmm. Washington football team are both down there. Um, we'll go with the Giants just because they're slotted at 6 rather than the Washington football team at 5. I'm not even lying. lie, that sounds awkward to say, but mm. it's 2020. anyway. It's Washington. <laughs> yeah, it's Washington, man. It's Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Giants, um, you know, I'm, look, the Giants, honestly, like, I really don't know what to make of this team. I mean, if you go look at their schedule for their first eight games, I actually don't see a single winnable game on there. You know, they brought in Bradbury, and I really like pairing him with DeAndre Baker. Then DeAndre Baker, you know, made some poor decisions, and now he's probably never going to play in the fo- National yeah. Football League again. Uh, they did bring in Leonard Williams last year they did land Cameron Fleming as well they've tried to bulk up that offensive line a little bit i mean you have Daniel Jones Saquon Barkley I, look i really like Daniel Jones i think he's a good quarterback yeah. i think he's still young and i mean they really didn't do anything to get him help at wide receiver i mean i like Darius Slayton but like i don't really see them trying to go out there you know and get him like a even like a top 25 wide receiver you know that he can throw the ball to So, you know, I think there's a lot of questions on this team. I will say this. I think that Saquon Barkley is a good pick for fantasy, obviously. But, I mean, there's just so many questions. This defense is so bad last year. I mean, I think they might go over six and get right to that seven, six, or seven win mark. But, you know, I'm going to go over just for the sake of being optimistic about the Giants. But at the same time, I mean, I don't see them making the playoffs or anything like that.
1: Yeah, um, so the Giants, I... I've gone back and forth with Giants. Um, I think they have improved from last year. I'll say that their defense is still a huge question. Yes, adding Leonard Williams is huge. It is huge for that D line. I mean, he is a mm-hmm. he's a game record, and they needed someone like that. Losing your number one, your first round pick from 2019 is a huge blow. Even if he was underperforming last year in his rookie season. Uh, you know, losing DeAndre Baker is going to hurt their, you know, uh, ability to develop in the future because now they have another corner spot that they just filled last year that they're going to have to go and fill again. So, uh, the Giants, the six wins, I think is pretty accurate. I also I think DJ is a good quarterback. I think he's going to improve this mm-hmm. year. You know, the more they put into that offensive line, which I will add, I don't think it's there yet. Um but the more they keep improving that offensive line, keep, you know, the defense off of him and allow him to limit turnovers, then I think the Giants are going to get more wins. You know, Saquon is such an absolute monster. He's always going to give you production as long as he's healthy. So I'm actually going to say over. I think they'll go about 7-9, and nine. I think is is pretty optimistic for the Giants. I just... I just think there's a lot of uh, energy in New York right now with this team. I think they're they're pretty positive going into this season. So I'm going to say 7 and 9. I'm going to go with the over for them.
0: Hey, we both agreed on that one. Yeah. I think it's going to be 7 and 9. A lot of optimism there in New York. You know, like you said, I think honestly this year it's just all about getting Daniel Jones more accustomed to everything. And then next year's when you go out and try to spend the money, get him those targets, get a little bit better defense to try to see if you can make a move towards going over to the playoffs. On um, The last team in here, Washington football team at five wins. Look, I'm actually going to be honest with you. I really don't hate the Washington football team this year. I mean, they bring in Kendall Fuller. You look at their – I mean, they have a lot of questions at running back, questions at wide receiver. I'm going to be honest with you. I never once in my entire life did I really ever believe that we would see um, Dwayne Haskins in the NFL like this being a first-round pick. I've never understood it. I mean, I watched him play in college, and I never once was like – Wow, Dwayne Haskins is that quarterback. Like, honestly, I probably wouldn't even have taken Dwayne Haskins in the third round. I don't think he belongs in the NFL as a quarterback, and I think that'll hurt them. But I actually think they can go over their win total of five wins. I mean, when I sit here and look at this defensive line, it's absolutely stacked. It is. You you add in there Chase Young. um, You already have... um, Shoot, why am I drawing blanks on names they have on that defensive line? They're absolutely you have Ryan Kerrigan, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. I mean, you have three really, really good pass rushers. I mean, Ryan Kerrigan, I mean, he's been in the league for 10 years, very slept on. Sweat's the second year guy. I mean, I think Chase Young's already ready to be a 10 sack guy as a rookie. I think this defensive line is going to be able to get at teams on defense, and I actually think that it's, they're going to fly a little, a little under the radar. You know, If you're able to get to the quarterback, you can make up for a lot of sins. And Thomas Davis is in there with a defensive coach like Riverboat Ron. I think all things bode well for the defensive side of the ball for them.
1: Defense definitely is
0: in a better spot than it has been. At the end of the day with
1: Washington, I don't see where they're scoring. I don't, I don't see where their points mm-hmm. are coming from, and that's the biggest issue is – this division doesn't have great defenses, but they have some pretty good offenses. And so you're going to have to score points. Your defense can't get you wins in this league like they the, your defense keeps you in the game. You got to have some guys. You, they have no skill players. I like Terry McLaurin. I think he's a great player. Same. But if he can't get the ball in his hands, then what's going to happen? I think Dwayne Haskins is an absolute excuse for a quarterback. <laughs> he is pathetic. He's hard to watch. He doesn't make decisions. Like It's not even that he's making bad decisions. He just doesn't make decisions. He sits there like a deer in the headlights and just suffocates. So I'm, I'm going under right here. I think they're a four-win team. Um, I do like their defense, but their defense is – is still only going to get them so far. So, I mean, you know, over a 16-game season, this defense is going to get busted down because they're going to be on the field the entire game. So, you know, I I do think they're heading in the right direction along with the Giants. I think they're a step or two behind them because the Giants actually have a quarterback and a, a top-five running back. You know, Washington doesn't have anything like that on the offensive side. So... It's it's going to be tough to watch them on offense this year but I will be excited to watch them on defense especially those younger different defensive linemen like uh Young and Sweat and those guys so
0: yeah, no, I mean, honestly, the defense here, I like a lot what I'm seeing on the defensive side of the ball for them, but I mean, you hit the nail on the head, man, there's nothing going on this offense. After Terry McLaurin, you have no other receivers, I mean, J.D. McKissick is spotted to be their starting running back right now, McKissick is, he's J.D. McKissick, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I honestly want to see if we maybe see Alex Smith come in later on in the season, although there's been no official report, but he did end up making the roster, so he's still on the roster, they do have Kyle, Kyle Allen as their backup quarterback, so Not much to like there from Washington either. Fantasy-wise, I mean, I think Terry McLaurin's a decent number two wide receiver spot, but I don't think there's anybody who's even worth wasting your time drafting on this team other than uh other than Terry McLaurin and maybe like if you're drafting JD McKissick or Antonio Gibson as a bench player running back, you know, and hoping they can boom later on in the season. So, not a whole lot to like there from fantasy. Um it's time though for the best part of, the, of every single one of these podcasts. Let's line them up in division 1 through 4. Number 4, I got the Washington football team. Any any pushback from you there? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think we need to waste our time explaining that one. Uh, Number three, I've got the Giants once again. Um, Any pushback from you right there? Negative. Yeah, I think it's pretty stoned. number two, you're actually going to like what I'm going to say here, and I think we're both going to agree on this one. I'm actually going with the Eagles. I really do think the Eagles, they keep on getting by by the skin of their teeth with these injuries year in and year out. And, I mean, I just feel like that you can't keep on winning that way. And, I mean, we've seen the holes in their football team. They've lost guys. I mean, Timmy Jernigan's not on their team anymore either. Another guy they're missing. I just feel like that the strengths of this football team aren't going to be as strong as they've been for them in the past. And, you know, I think 8-8 eight and eight is probably what's going to happen for the Eagles.
1: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, yeah, I'd love to hear that, Um, but I do agree, and it comes down to one thing, and one thing only for me is depth. I think the Cowboys have a much deeper team. Yes, you could argue in certain spots that the Eagles are deeper, but all in all, Cowboys just got more players. They have more more guys that can go out and win you games, so I, I like the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, overall though, I mean, I'd say this division is gonna be one of the weirdest. It's definitely mm-hmm. very much up in the air. But you know, like you said about Dallas, I think it's gonna Dallas will get nine and seven and I think that'll get the job done, maybe ten and six, but I think it'll be enough to get the job done. I will say this though, Frederick and Collins, not having Frederick and Collins already being hurt, that definitely does scare me a little bit on that offensive line.
1: Well, Frederick retired. That is yeah. big. But we've got we've drafted two guys in the second round in the last two years, so you know, we're hoping one of those guys can really fill the void. At the end of the day, we do have Big Joe. Uh, Joe Looney, he's, you know, a vet that knows how to run with these guys. He's an experienced center. So, I mean, he's no Travis Frederick, but he can get the job done. So I'm not necessarily worried about that. I do want to get Lale back. Um, that'll be big because he really locks down that right tackle position.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly what you need there. But overall, this will be a fun division to watch play out and everything throughout this season. Next division that we got unlocked for you guys is the um, NFC North, and that consists of the Packers, Lions, Bears, and the Vikings. So we'll go ahead and start things off here with the Green Bay Packers, the division winner last year. Um, what do you think about the Packers this season? You think they can? You think that the they have everything they need to have a have a season similar to last season?
1: Um here's what I think about the Packers. I think they are a system team, a hundred percent. I think uh I think LaFleur really has that running, uh, you know, kind of it's a very controlled offense. They're all about tempo, pace, you know, control control the ball, um, time possession kind of team. And their defense can hold it. I mean, I really like uh uh, what's his name? Fifty-five. Well, who am I thinking oh, of? Oh, the I'm Smith blanking. brothers. Oh, uh, yeah. The Darius Smith. Yeah. Yep. So I, I really like those guys um, coming off the edges, um, and then obviously you got big Kenny Clark in the middle. So you know their defense can definitely play with that style because if you're going to be a time possession team, you're going to need a defense that can get stops, get to the quarterback, you know, that kind of thing. However, I just don't really think they improved that much. Um, you know, adding a guy like AJ Dillon is big for them. Mm-hmm. I think that gives them more depth. But I don't know. If, I don't know if he's winning them more games. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I, I have a little bit of pushback on the Packers, but I still do think they're the best team in this division.
0: Yeah, see, I agree with you. I still have some pushback. I mean, they led the NFL in turnover margin. That usually doesn't translate over two years in a row. But at the same time, Aaron Rodgers is pretty conservative with the ball. Also, too, this team wants to clearly ground and pound the ball. I mean, when you look at their roster, they have so many offensive linemen on here. Yeah, they lost Ryan Balaga, but they've been drafting younger guys to step in and eventually replace him. Also, John Runyon, the rookie from Michigan, they're going to be looking for a lot from him this season. But, I I mean, I actually think, though, that they're ready to get things going on offense, again, running the ball. I mean, Aaron Jones, you got Jamal Williams to catch the ball. Like you said, you can pound that rock in there, too, with A.J. Dillon. I mean, I think he could be a force for them in the red zone. Um, I still think that they're going to lack the explosiveness on right. offense just because they really only have Devontae Adams. And, I mean, we know damn well Devontae Adams is going to miss some games this season. He's never played every game. I mean, when he's in there, though, he's absolutely unstoppable. But I think that might hurt them a little bit, is not being able to move the ball up and down the field like that. Especially if they get behind in games, it might be tough for them to come back. But I mean, you said it best. This defense is clearly the um, the strength of this team. Um, I actually really like the the youth they have in the secondary. Jair Alexander, Kevin King, Josh Jackson, um, Adrian, there is Darnell Savage. That was the one I couldn't think of from Maryland. Him yeah. too, like. They have so much youth in this secondary. I think they can play fast on that side of the ball, and they can fly around and make plays back there. And like you said, you know, they even added Christian Kirksey. So, I mean, they're going to be able to get that edge pressure and get to that quarterback. The Packers, defensively, we definitely gave up yards. But the thing is, they're one of those defenses that on third down is going to get you off the field, which is huge.
1: They don't break for sure.
0: Yeah, and then on top of that, too, I mean, last year, LaFleur, on the first three drives of every single game in the first drive out of halftime, had the highest rating of any team in the NFL, even higher than the Kansas City Chiefs. So Matt LaFleur is going to dial up those plays, get in out to an early lead, and then he's going to rely on his defense and his run game to control the clock and win the game, which it's more of an old-fashioned way of playing, but we've definitely seen it work in the past. Um, The last thing I'm going to say before we move on is fantasy-wise, I would absolutely 150% go after Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. I mean, when Devontae Adams is healthy and in there, he's going to get the rock a lot. Aaron Jones is going to catch the ball a ton. He's going to be a beast in PPR or any kind of league you play in. So those are guys you can't miss right there. Next, we're going to go to the Minnesota Vikings, and I'll let you go ahead and start things off with the Vikings. What do you think about them this season?
1: So, the Vikings are a tough team because there's a lot of turnover here, especially within the secondary. You know, they lost uh, Xavier Rhodes, Trey Waynes. Uh, in the defensive line, they lost Everson Griffin. I think they also lost Mackenzie Alexander out yep. of the defensive backfield, too. So, uh, they, they definitely lost a lot of guys. And I know there's more. I think they lost a defensive tackle, too. Uh, Joseph, Limbaugh Joseph. Yep. So, I mean, there is a ton of turnover here however, i I don't think it's I don't think it's a a regression year for the Vikings. I don't think they got better. I mean, that's easily easy to say. um but I think they're forming more of an identity which they didn't have before. They're really putting emphasis on their run game, you know, trading Stefan Diggs. Yes, you're getting uh you're not gonna be getting the explosiveness out of him. But you still have a guy like Dalvin Cook who could be in this league. One of the, I mean, he already is one of the top running backs. He could be the best running back before it's all Mm -hmm. said and done. You know, he's got such a first quick. He's got such a quick first step, and he's explosive as all get out. If he stays healthy, he's an absolute game record. And at the end of the day, if Thielen has a healthy season, he is. I mean, don't let don't forget how he was in twenty eighteen. He was, you know, I think the top fantasy wide receiver in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a baller, so don't sleep on him. And, you know, we'll see what they get out of Justin Jefferson. I know they're hoping for him to really uh, turn it, kind of be the focal point of the offense moving forward, but we'll have to see how that pans out. I don't know how he's going to fit in this offense. So I do like this team. I think it's going to be a slight decline from last year, um, especially because I think the – uh, this division got better um,
0: all in all. So, See, I actually think the Vikings, look because three teams can make the playoffs in the NFC, they might have a shot at making it in there, but I actually really am high on selling on the Vikings this year. I just think it's a bad season to have all these rookies on the defensive side of the ball that are going to replace all these guys. They really didn't go out and get anyone to replace any of these guys in free agency. It was all through the draft. I also think losing Diggs is actually massive because Diggs is kind of their guy on the edge rather than Thielen was more so in between. You know, He's the slot guy. Justin Jefferson won't be ready to play this year. He's my biggest fade in fantasy football this year. I would not touch him at all. Um, I think Cook and Thielen, though, are good guys to go out there and get. When it comes down to the Vikings, though, for me, I just don't think they can replace what they're missing on the defense. Linval Joseph was top 10 in the league at stuffing the run. I mean, they have this cluster change up on the secondary. I think there could be a lot of miscommunication back there, which is something you don't want to have, especially in the NFL. Um, I, just didn't, I just can't buy in the Vikings with all this stuff. And plus, on top of all that, they have top three home field advantage in the NFL. They're going to have no fans in the stands. I honestly think Zimmer's one of the elite coaches in the league, but I just feel like they have so many factors going against them this year. I feel like this is just not their year. Um, anything else you want to say on the Vikings before we keep keep moving?
1: No. No.
0: Um, next, we'll go with the Detroit Lions. And the Lions, um, shoot, I forgot to do the win total for the other two. I already know what the Packers are at, though. They're at 9.5, which I would go over. Would you go over or under for the Packers? I would say
1: over, but, you know, I think they're probably at 10-16, and 16, maybe 11-5. and five.
0: Yeah, see, I think they'll go over that 9. I believe the Vikings are also set at 9. I'm pulling it up right here right now. Um, the Vikings are also set at 9 wins. Wow. I would go under that. What do you think yeah, about that? Yeah, I think they're at uh, eight 8-18. Okay, yeah, so we both got them under. Next, the Lions are at 7, and I'm actually going to buy in on the Lions here. Yep. They add Jamie Collins. They bring in Danny Shelton. Um, they bring in Desmond Trufant to help out with uh, what they lost in that secondary. I mean, they definitely lost some guys. They traded Darius Slater in the season last year. They had Ashawn Robinson. look. Before the Lions had Matthew Stafford go down, they were not. They didn't necessarily win these games and have a great record, but they were playing with the big boys in the league, and I mean it was coming down to pretty much the last possession in order to beat them. And I think that speaks volumes of how good of a team this Lions team was last year and what they really can do. Um, I personally think that this season is going to be one of their better. They added DeAndre Swift. I mean, Kenny Galladay looks like he's ready to step up. Marvin Jones is an absolute beast. Hawkinson is going to be in that second season now. Look for him to step up too. I think the Vike or the Lions are going to have a really good season here. And I actually think I have them going over the win total. And I would not be shocked if they even got a wild card bid.
1: Yeah. So you said this is their win totals eight wins, no seven. Uh, I'm going over that for sure. I think the Lions are a playoff team. I'm not even gonna you know have any hold back on that. I think this is a very solid roster, and they really beefed up that defense. For the first time, um, a, Matt a, Patricia. Yeah, Matt Patricia. Is, sorry about that. He's going to have, have a defense for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he's a defensive-minded coach. So, uh, And like you said, the Lions were scrappy last year. They didn't get many wins, but they played in games even without Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've got Marvin Jones, who people, I mean, people sleep on Marvin Jones. He is a solid wide receiver every year. Even when Matthew Stafford was out last year, the dude's still putting up numbers. I don't even need to say anything about Kenny Galladay. I mean, he's an absolute monster, matchup disaster because he's so physical and big. And then Hawkinson, the rise of him is just, that's going to be interesting so I mean they've got a lot going on defense and offense. you already you know noted all the defensive additions. So I think this is just a solid team. Um, you know nothing necessarily stands out. I think they're gonna be able to kind of go under the radar a little bit especially in this division where the Vikings and the Packers are kind of on everybody's front. Uh, kind of on their radar, but the Lions and Bears are kind of under the radar, so I definitely think that the Lions are going to be better than most people think. I expect them to be in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and two, you know, the Lions have the most explosive offense by far in this division. I mean, the Packers really don't have crazy explosive offense. You're right. The Vikings really don't either. I mean, the Bears, we know Trubisky can't even throw to the left side of the field, so I mean, the Lions, I just feel like they have so many factors in their favor right now. I really, really like them, and I would like it too just because... You know, it's kind of the team that not everyone's thinking about. I mean, people forget back in week three if they didn't fumble on the one yard line and, and, yeah, and Rashad Breeland pick it up, they would have won. So, I mean, the Lions definitely have a lot going for them. I like their outlook a ton in this season. The uh, last team in this division that we have to cover here is the Chicago Bears. Win total is set at eight wins. And I'm actually going to go over with the Bears. And I I like the additions they made, I like the fact they brought in Artie Burns, they brought in Robert Quinn. Um, yes, they did lose Prince of Muka, Mara, HaHa, Clinton, Dix, Leonard Floyd. But look, I think the Bears might have some struggles to figure out what they're going to do here at QB. But I feel like the defense is very, very good for them. And I feel like that, honestly, it was kind of like they could just never get things moving last year. I think that if they let Trubisky run more and use his legs to make plays like he did sometimes last year. I think that the Bears will win nine games and have a shot to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, so I think the Bears are going to be good, too. I mean, definitely better than last year. Um, Robert Quinn, I watched him play in a Dallas uniform last year, and he absolutely wrecked games for us. So he's definitely a great addition for them. Jimmy Graham, you know, I mean, there's not a lot that needs to be said about that. I mean, they needed a guy that can be big, get some possessions for a guy that like Trubisky, who had had accuracy issues. It'll be nice to have a... You know, a solid, dependable guy like Jimmy Graham. Um, but at the end of the day, this team, its success and failures comes and goes with their quarterback. If, he, if Trubisky can play, if he can be serviceable, they're going to be an 8-win team. If he's putting up crap numbers and they're switching back between Foles and Trubisky all year, they're probably not going to have a great season. This team's loaded with talent, a lot of young talent on this team. Uh, But I I really do think that that eight wins is right. I think that's right on, honestly. I think they're an eight-win team. I think the NFC North is probably the toughest division in football, either either the NFC North or the NFC South. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes up. I really can't see... I can see any of these teams winning the division. I mean, I think it would be Mm -hmm. a little bit of shock to me if the Packers didn't make the division. I mean, if they didn't make the playoffs, but I think all of these teams could realistically win, so...
0: I wouldn't say it'd be a crazy shock for me just because I feel like in Green Bay if things kind of fall, if the wheels kind of fall off the wagon that Rodgers is going to, you know, kind of Imagine. pout and sulk. Yeah, just yeah. with them drafting the quarterback, so I think that could be a little bit of a kind of watch out for storyline, but I'm not going to buy into that until it actually starts happening. But I also want to say this, too, about the about the Bears. I mean, their defense is still just as stacked up as it used to be and right. just as good as it used to be. I mean, yeah, they their defense, you know, when, you're, when your offense isn't doing jack shit, you do kind of start to mail it in on the defensive side and say, well, we're not going to win this game anyway. So I feel like that that really plays the Bears' favor and they're flying under the radar once again. Uh, let's go ahead and do them one through four here. I'm actually, I know you're going to hate this, but I'm actually taking the Vikings to finish last in the division. I think it's going to be a really down year for the Vikings. And, you know, I think that they'll definitely bounce back and come back from it. But at the same time, I just feel like in a COVID year with no preseason games to get this defense acclimated with so many new guys, I mean, they pretty much have a whole new secondary. I just can't buy into that.
1: Yeah, so I think I'm actually gonna go with the Bears here. Um, I still, like I said, I do like the Bears. I think they have a lot of upside, but their offense just really worries me. You know, if a guy, if a key guy or two goes down, they're absolutely screwed. I mean, I don't know where a lot of the, I don't know where the big plays are coming from. I don't know, you know, where the consistency is coming
0: from. So, you know, I, I have the Bears at four. Um, I'm going to go now at number three here. I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. And, look, I actually, on top of their how good their defense is, how much I bragged on them, I mean, besides the guy throwing the ball, I think they have a good offense, too. I mean, when you look at all these running backs they have with Cohen, um, the guy from Iowa State, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, uh, oh, Montgomery. Yeah. And then, I mean, Allen Robinson is the forgot-about receiver. All the talent in the world's there for Allen Robinson. He's just had Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky as his quarterbacks. Right. And then, I mean, Anthony Miller is a guy who I think is poised to have a little bit of a breakout year. You um, get that tight end from Notre Dame to go along with Jimmy Graham and all the other um, acquisitions they have at tight end. They have like they have like eight tight ends on the roster going into <laughs> yeah. the going in into the preseason. So you know I think the Bears are going to finish right here. I honestly am just not a huge Mad Nagy fan, and I think that there could be some quarterback issues there as well. Yeah.
1: So number three, I'm actually going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. Like I said, I still like this team because their coaching staff and I think they have a good identity. And they have a quarterback who is a—he's a pretty good game manager. He's going to win you games that you should win. Uh, so I think the Vikings are going to—you know—they're not going to be as good as they were last year, but I think they'll be able to—you know—maintain the ship.
0: Yeah. Um, at number two, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. I almost wanted to take the Lions to win the division. I don't have the balls to do it though. Um, Look, I also think Matthew Stafford, on top of everything that we said about him, will probably win NFL Comeback Player of the Year. The narrative's there for him with everything they had with his wife last year, then him going down for the season. I think this is his year to come out and possibly even lead the league in passing yards with how much he's going to throw the ball. I think this Lions team stacked up and flying under the radar. I think they also, also will have a shot at getting one of those wild card spots. I love the Lions right here to finish second in the division.
1: Yeah, and see, just like you, I really wanted to put the Lions in front of the Packers, but the Packers are just too proven at this point. Um, mm-hmm. They've got a, they've got too good of a agenda of winning at this point. And with the Lions, I, I really do think they're a playoff team. Uh, they've got all the pieces. They just need to execute. And we're gonna see if Patricia has what it takes to be an NFL head coach.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, if it doesn't work out this year with Patricia, yeah. he could very well be out the door. This is his prove it year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Number one, I mean, we said it best, man. We're both going with the Green Bay Packers here. I mean, there's not a whole lot we need to say here. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to not turn the ball over. They're going to ground and pound, and they're going to their defense is going to fly around and make plays and cause turnovers and win these games for them. Yep, agreed. Hey, well, before I let you get out of here, Kyle, when we in this podcast, you have any crazy uh, st- statement, prediction, or anything you want to make on this NFL season?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with this. The Las Vegas Raiders making the playoffs this
0: year. Watch out for it. Hey, I picked them too. I love that prediction, but we appreciate everyone that tuned in. I've got one last preview ready for y'all, so y'all get ready for that.